Welcome to the Holsey B. Mark radio station. Listen, share, follow. Be part of the journey. Listen to things from cryptozoology, UFO, comedy, music, interviews, Freddy the Free Car Show, and much, much more. Enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to the Holsey Mark podcast show and tonight my guest is Colton Johnson and you may be asking who the hell is this man well he's now going to introduce himself and I see you in the jolly old United States of America yes I am and it's the 4th of July today I'm sorry, Mark. I got a serious technical problem. This thing will not cut off. Okay, I can hear you. It's okay. Don't worry, I'll keep oh. this in because it's a comedy. You're a comedian, and you miss this part of the joke. <laughs> Nothing ever works perfect. That's, a, that's, a, that's good <laughs> comedy. Well, as, as I say, it's the 4th of July, and you, you chaps over there got a little bit upset. When we just tried to sell you some tea, that's all we was doing with a nice little boat. We tried to sell you some tea. It was all right, it was probably a little bit overpriced, but we don't need to go and chuck it over the boat. Okay, so you're going to sell me some tea, right? Yep. Okay. Should I buy it? Well, I don't know. No, 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 we're not buying tea over here. That's why we're having Independence Day. Yeah. Okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would eventually. Now, I I, I, I looked up one of your films. R-O-T-O-R. Yeah, Rotor. That was, uh, that was one of the... Tyranny, come here. That was one of the very first films that I was in. Uh, Cullen Blaine Production did that when we filmed it in Dallas, Texas. And actually, uh, my mother, uh, who went to go live in the big house upstairs... She actually, I, as small as I was, I actually got her a piece in the movie. <laughs> oh, cool. That is cool. It looks a really good Mickey Tate kind of film. It was uh, It was before RoboCop. So it was, uh, I guess, the technology, and they didn't quite have the technology then. But, you know, it, it, it was very fun. The experience was fun. Do you like that kind of thing? I know you do like lots of bit parts. I've, I've looked at your resume. And you've done like quite a lot of um, what they call over here. Um, you're a, like a character actor. Yes, exactly. I'm a character trying to be a person. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, uh, it's you know like uh, you you can't have a a show if you don't have a like you can't have a scene in a restaurant if you don't have waiters and, and waitresses. So. I'm one of those interesting waiters or waitresses or the maitre d' or, or someone that comes through and it, uh, you know, it pays the bills. And it's actually pretty good because a lot of times when you're on shows here, they'll run here. And then, thank goodness, we have the U.K. and, and other markets that they'll eventually play in. And, you know, there's a residual. Yeah, I always, yeah, I always thought that it was like, it, it may be not like big money, but like you get paid... Per, say that if uh, they repeat the episode like so many times you get a percentage oh it, it's funny I've actually uh, in residuals I've, I've actually received a residual check for one cent <laughs> <laughs> did you spend it I bet you spent it oh no I keep them I had one for like a nickel I took it to the bank and I actually cashed it and the clerk looked at me and I said, hey, man, uh, let me get two of those right here right now and uh, put two to the side. No, go ahead and give me three and put two to the side. And he kind of looked. He didn't, he didn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> I mean, well, what's this man on about? Do, do, you, what, do, you, do you like the process of films? Because obviously when we see a film like in its full entirety, you think, oh, that's great. But I imagine there's lots of, Sitting around and sitting around and sitting around. Oh, I was, uh, yes, you're correct. Um, 
what was the movie Superhero? I'm like, oh, pick that up, Mark. I'm name dropping. I'm promoting myself. <laughs> I was in the movie Superhero, and uh, I had a stunt driver. Oh, I felt like a big shot because, you know, I had somebody playing me. And uh, the day they were filming the truck scene, uh, I think it was at Jake and Josh, the guys used to be on the MTV with the stars of the movie. Uh, there was some 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 downtime. So I actually sat in my trailer the whole day. I got to sleep. I had an assistant. And, you know, I'm, I'm like a, you know, I'm, I'm going to put myself down, but I'm, you know, I'm not like a big actor. But I felt like a big actor. So that, that's my train. But it, it, was, it was a little frustrating. Due to my flying Scotsman cock going off on the hour, as it was drained, and I forgot about that bit. <laughs> Could you just repeat the bit that you just said? All aboard! It's, it's my flying Scotsman cock I got some time ago for my wedding anniversary. So I, like, I love the thing to death, but I keep forgetting it's so loud. <laughs> Yeah, but they're probably thinking your pocket. They're probably thinking, poor old chap. He's only got a nickel to his name, and we're only we're only afford the the the, the, the paper doily. That's probably what it is. <laughs> you gotta have money. He didn't have a nickel to his name, so. Uh, but uh, uh, there was a rapper here. He, he used to say, "Mike Jones, I'm Mike Jones." So nobody knew what his name was until he became famous, then it was like, Mike Jones, everybody knows. So I guess that's the way it works. I guess that's kind of the way it is in, in Hollywood. If you're if you're famous or you have one of those uh, big publicists, I heard a publicist, I was getting famous, and I thought I was. So I needed help. And you, boy, you know how much it costs for a publicist? Big money or the vote. Yeah, it, it's outrageous, and that's one of the, uh, I guess it's a plus for social media. It gives a, it gives a guy an opportunity to possibly uh, market himself because everything else is somewhat controlled. Like, even working, being a character actor, if you're not with the right agency or if you're not with the, the right, you know, you don't know the right people, uh, you might not, not saying that they're bad people, it's nepotism, I'm going to give the work to my friends as well. So you're kind of left out in the back sometimes, but you just keep, you keep trying, man. Yeah, have you ever had the classic play the dead body bit? No, <laughs> I got shot once. <laughs> in, uh, let's see, was I a CSI? I was a bus driver. And, uh, there was some kid, he, uh, he, uh, he, he witnessed his dad be humiliated. So when he grew up, he wanted to avenge everyone who, who I guess, you know, made his dad feel small. And, and it was fun because they put these little, uh, packs on you and, uh, the, it, they explode where it looks like blood's coming out of you. Oh man. And they got people following you around with these little wires that, to, to hit it, and they, they kind of lied to you at first. Go, oh, it's just a little ting. You won't feel a thing. It hurts. It's like a firecracker. I can imagine it must be bloody painful. <laughs> I mean, it didn't kill you, but it, it, it it's, ow, it hurts. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just a tickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like halfway across the room. That's uh, it's probably how a little kid feels when he goes to the uh, to the doctor for the first time, and you tell him, "Oh, it's just a little shot, you know. It just it just just a peach, just a ting." That that's probably shocks a kid for the rest of his life. He never trusts anybody ever again. He's going, "That's a lot. That hurt." What's the best little part that you've ever had? The worst. Well, the worst and the best. Let's see, the, the best one I ever had, 
was probably working with, uh, well, Tom Cruise was fun, but it wasn't the best. Uh, superhero, uh, because of the, the, I had a stunt double and, uh, I had a nice trailer and I had a personal assistant. I don't know why I had a personal assistant, but that's basically for them to, so that they could keep up with me. It wasn't for me, but it, it felt nice. And the worst one was, uh, like sometimes you, not sometimes, I guess you have to do student films or low budget independent films and they, they just don't quite have the budget. And some of them come out a little cheesy, and you're you're all crowded in one room, and it's just not comfortable at times. But have, you, have you ever done the classic adverts? Done the what again? Adverts. No, I haven't. Because that's a lot of things actors get into now, isn't it? Adverts and um, bits in video games. I'm in between right now. I was uh, I took some time off to finish go back to school because I wanted to take a different route. Which you know I finished my book Life Therapy and got it out. Now I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm going head first back into the acting. But the voiceovers and the video games that's a uh, you're exactly right. That's the way to go. I imagine you'd like a little small part. I always said to my son, if I only got one word in a video game or film. I'd be quite happy. Whoa. Uh, it could be quite lucrative. And at, at my stage right now, I'm looking for that. I'm looking for a Babe Ruth, man, a Hank Aaron. I, I want to hit a home run. <laughs> you will one day. Someone's listening to this and going, yes, he's the one we want in the part of the film. And, and uh, nowadays, I think, uh, or it's probably always been that way, and, and so, like yourself, I really admire the, the podcast, the tenacity. You just have to say, I'm going to do this and go for it. Just what, whatever's happening, just uh, the naysayers, you, you just you go for it. If you have to do it out of your basement or when I first started stand-up, I, I was traveling around the country. I literally slept in my car most of the time, my truck, actually. Uh, it's a tough I, life. People got this image that once you've got, like, once you've got some fame to you, that he was always like that. But like you said, you could be twenty years on the road and not get nothing. Then you say like you get one little hit, like your little song that you did, uh, and like people really like it. And then you yeah. you can feed off of that. Uh, DJ, what's his name? Khalid. He's a big dude. DJ Khalid actually, uh, he hit me up on Instagram. He he actually watched my song. I mean, he didn't offer me a, a, a music deal, but it, the fact that he, he 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 heard it, he thought it was funny. Uh, there was another oh man, I, I'm doing him a disservice by not mentioning his name, but I really appreciate the the love that he showed me. He did uh, he did some stuff for Chris Brown, uh, like Drake and some other people. He, he heard, I mean, it, I'm a comedian, so, and in, in I, I mix that with the psychology and the music and talk about mental mental health. And, you know, they, they at least they said, hey, we like it, so there's something there. So, yeah, well, you never know. I recommend people going out and have, have a check. Look him up on YouTube. You'll like that bit. It's very funny. I especially like the bit with a little bike. You did? <laughs> I thought that was super cool. I just had this vision of this great big bloke on this tiny little bike. <laughs> I woke up and, and Dad, what did I see in my spare flat tire looking at me? <laughs> that works a lot better than it would have been if it had been a car, because the car wouldn't have worked. But when you see the bike, you're thinking, what's he on about? He could get out and walk. <laughs> right, right now we're... Uh... Now, my dream is to, uh, I'm going to start, you know, smaller, start big. It's the, the YouTubes and the stuff, the internet content. That's uh, one of my passions right now because there's so much of the, you know, the, the, the manipulating stuff, the false information. And uh, my buddies, they've described me as a walking encyclopedia. And it's to produce informative humorous types of uh, sketches on the internet and incidentally if you want to see funny stuff like that hey whoa pick that up mark 
pick that up. I just, I just picked that. I just name dropped myself again. But, uh, like on YouTube right now, we're making fun of the, the, the presidential thing here in the United States. Oh, I've I'm seen that, yeah. For, it's a bit, I'm actually running for president. Have you ever seen Brexit over in the UK? No. Well, we got two people running for to be the next PM for briefly. One's called Boris Johnson, and the other one's called Jeremy Hunt. And you can so imagine, you can imagine what know. rhymes go with Hunt. And we won't go there because we're a children-friendly show. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets that hell of a lot. <laughs> So the, the hunt guys, the guy that he, he gets a ridiculed, picked on. Oh, they all get ridiculed. Oh my God, they, they, they because they, they both like Etonians. But the uh, join uh, Boris Johnson is like a what you would call a bit of a buffoon. Oh he, man, he makes he makes <laughs> Donald Trump look normal. No way, that bad. Yeah. You have to look him up. If you can look him up, you can do sort of like a like, like a little impersonation of him, so, talking to talking to one of your representatives as to run your campaign. Hey, we might have to go in and ask. We'll just make. I'm running for I'm running for worldwide president. I might have to do a spoof on him too. <laughs> have you ever thought about doing your own podcast show? Because sometimes that 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 will put your material out as well. Oh, it's easy, man. It's just right. This is. This, are you ready? It's gonna. I'm gonna get really complicated now. Ready? You get a smartphone. Oh wait, one second. Terry, come here, please. We're we're going to school. Come here. Go to school? Ah, I don't want to go to school. Ah, I've been to school all my life. I don't go to school no more. Right, ready. Are you ready, right? One. Ready. Smartphone or Amazon tablet or tablet of any description. Two. You can sign up to a Podbeam free account or Buzz free account or Amazon uh, um, Anchor FM account. Make uh, Decide what name you want to come up with your podcast name. What material you would like to do. Get Dropbox, record on a MP3 player, which recorder which are available multiple apps, and then load it to Dropbox. Go onto your site, load it up, put a picture or information, and then basically make sure it's playing all right, and then that is it. Very typical. That's the way I do it. Thank you, Mark. You just put a rocket in my pocket, man. It's simple and effective, and you can do it on a gig. If you're doing one of your comedy gigs, you could put it down on the side, a phone recording, you know, know, like your gig thing, and you could do, like, your comedy sketch and, like, get the laughter in, like you're doing it live. It can be, but I just, I've always believed it. Why? You can go into all the mics and editing, and it, but that, I think if you keep it simple, you're going to do it more, and you're going to enjoy it more. And keeping the rough stuff, don't worry about if it, it's like, you clock, you've, um, flying Scotsman clock goes off during the podcast. I just keep it all in. I, I just I don't I can't be bothered to be sitting there going oh I must take that little bit out oh no I've lost half of the interview now oh my god oh. <laughs> man that now you just now with a podcast I can be more versatile and I can be more vocal and it's more personable we can do what you want it's not it, 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 they're pretty. It's pretty easy going. I mean, obviously, you have to moderate the language just a little bit, you know, just in case, you know, unless you've put explicit on it, and then you're covered by law anyway. So, 
we just started something. As soon as I get up and running, I'll keep you always posted with my uh, with my progress. There we go. Each one, teach one, reach one. And that's uh, back to the Boris Johnsons and the we call him Dump. See, Dump is really from Germany, and he did a genogram on him, and his family's name is Dump. When he came over here, he changed it to Trump because you know he's a dump. But uh, he's he's hilarious over here. And we look at his uh, his followers as just someone or people who suffer from the Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, this guy lies. Like, I mean, oh. it's not even about what party you're with. It's just his character. He's it, a liar. He, he's, he, he, he's like, I always compare him, and I know there's people going to think I'm a bit daft here. I compare him to Hitler with his rhetoric, his way he's been able to get people sucked in by what he says. I'm not saying he's like Hitler, but, you know, the way, when you look at Hitler's, when he did the speeches, he's very good at, at getting people riled up. He is following the uh, blueprint of Adolf Hitler, and actually he is following something, I believe is from the Frankfurt University, which if I'm pronouncing it right, it's called Disfrencia, which is chaos. And it's uh, it's intended to create chaos where he, he tears up everything and then he says, only I can fix it. And um, he's just a total, uh, you can look at, I mean, his, his actions, and I'm not trying to, to pick on him, but you can look at him and just see how he acts. He's a total narcissist. And that shows that he has some signs of mental, he has some mental health issues. Now, what, he's not what, really stable. I'm going to ask you a question now. You don't have to answer it. That's totally up to you. What do you think about the fact that over here we don't carry guns? Well, I'm, I'm, that's an, I liked it. I like that question. I've always wondered uh, because um, over here, you know, because we don't want to buy you guys' tea no more. I don't know. I heard that story a long time ago, but I heard you guys had some bad tea or something. You know, they lied to us. And they decided we'd have new rules. We'd have no tea, but we'd have guns. And this country was kind of like born with guns. And so when we think of someone that doesn't have guns, we kind of think, uh, wow, they have no guns? What's wrong with them? But the crime rate is different, you know. But we're supposed to be so civilized over here, and we can handle, we can handle guns. We cannot fathom not being out with, i got to have my pistol, got to have my gun, got to have my rifle. We don't understand what it's like to be in a society with no weapons, and, but I think it's it's a, uh, I think it'd be neat. I, I think I would feel uh, safer, or at least I would feel a soft, a false sense of of safeness. Uh, there's a lot of people around here in this country that I just wish did not have a gun, but I do like to hunt. Well, yeah, but I mean, as long, I, I, I mean, I. I agree with hunting as long as you're eating the food that you hunt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a different story. Now, this uh, the, the stuff where they go just shoot some animal just to say I got a trophy, that's despicable. But yeah, especially when it's like lions or rhinos. I got a big gun. I can't miss that elephant that stands four tons in front of me. Boom. Could have ate it if I wanted to, but I just wanted the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd put it on the wall. It looks really fantastic on the wall. You'd much rather watch it than eat it. <laughs> no, but I, I think it's. Uh, I mean, and this is just because I, I'm, I'm I'm suffering from confirmational bias from looking at it from this point or from this side of the from this side of the pond. Uh, we've always had guns over here, and it's just. It's it's uh, a a lot of people when you when you mention guns to a lot of people over here they oh oh guns but you mention them to others and they're like oh yeah heck yeah I mean growing up in Texas you could just pretty much ride around with your shotgun in the back of your truck in your window it was no big deal. That's the land of the Alamo, isn't it, Texas? Yeah, <laughs> the Alamo, uh, the big long. 
long steers, the big beef, the everywhere. everything is big. Oh, yeah. We got to have a cow, but we don't want no cow like that. We want a cow about 15 feet tall. He's got to have horns <laughs> about 12 feet high. And that's just a little guy. That's, that's Texas. And, and like, uh, people will say, hey, um, you're from the, the south. And I'll say, no, I'm not from the south. I'm from Texas. The south is Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi. Texas is this big old state right in the middle all by itself. And we're kind of egotistical. So, you know. Wasn't you one of the first states as well? One of the original 13? No, no. The original, that's New England. That's up at the top. Up around Boston, New England. Texas came along a little later when the... The, the people from Kentucky decided, that's why here they call them the volunteer state. They said, hey, if you guys come uh, help us uh, fight these uh, Hispanic guys or Mexican guys or brown skin guys or whoever these people that are on the land, if y'all come help us take it, we'll give you pieces of the land. So to this day, uh, Kentucky, is their, their mascot or their name is called, they're the volunteer state because they volunteered to go help take Mexico, which... I mean, I'm sorry, to take Texas. And one of the reasons that the, the Mexican government let people into Texas was they would convert to Catholicism and there'd be no, you know, trying to overthrow the government. But, you know, people are people. They they suffer from capitalism, man. They own it. Everybody wants to own everybody and everything. Can you can you explain the rules of baseball to me? It's, the, the rules of the, baseball. I've watched it, and it's a bit like, I mean, it's like me trying to explain to you the rules of cricket. <laughs> Baseball is like, I hope you got a whole lot of time, because I don't get it sometimes, but it's a real big sport here. It's basically, they have nine innings, and you get three strikes, and if the ball goes across the strike zone, and you don't hit it, it's a strike and then there are foul balls. Certain if it goes in, in outside the line, it's a foul. It doesn't count. And if you hit it over the, 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 the fence, it's a home run. And that's kind of that's uh, that's what I got, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give. I'll send you the rules of cricket just for a bit of fun for you to read. Now I would love to see that because cricket. I'm going to be honest with you. We look at cricket. And we kind of go, huh? Especially when you think, hang on, how can it be a draw when they got 303 and they got 200 and something? That's yeah, not... it's like, and, and we love the clothing. I mean, where, we, where are you going to wear that outfit, man? Oh, it's always traditionally white. That's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's different for us. And that's uh, another thing. And I, hey, thanks again for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. It's uh, it's wonderful to be able to experience different people's culture and and uh, to to communicate with them so that we can operate outside of our governments. So we're not dealing with the propaganda. We can see that. Hey, man, that's Mark. Hey, man, that's Carlton. How's it going? That's 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 all those people. This, those people that. And uh, we we're real curious over here with the with the Brexit thing. We don't quite understand the Brexit thing. Right, well, I'll summarize it for you. Ready? Here it uh, goes. Once upon a time, a long time ago, Britain was being part of the common market. We never liked this deal, so then we decided, hey, we're going to tell them where to stick it, and we had a vote, and the vote said, yay, we want them to stick it, stick it to the Europe. We want out. But the big bad guys in the parliament didn't want it because of the money. They thought if we don't, if we go out of Europe, we won't get our little funds anymore. So they're trying everything possible to not delay, to delay and delay Brexit. It will, and they were about having a second referendum because they didn't like the first referendum. And if that referendum didn't go to this doll, they'll probably have another referendum. And the story never ends. And it makes our government look so embarrassing, it's incredibly horrible. How does it affect the economy in London? 
Well, it hasn't really affected it at all at the moment, because when it came out, when he said no deal, which basically means pulling out and they were uh, market things, they was going to say, there's no drugs, and no drugs, there'll be no food, we're going to die, there'll be people in the streets, army, and I thought, yeah, right. Wow. That's, that's the propaganda we got. So that's the whole thing in a nutshell. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm spending it from my point of view. There might be somebody else listening and going, no, 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 don't be silly, Mr. Reeves. That's not completely right. This is what Brexit is about. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. I don't well, care. I tell, tell you what, man, for uh, you and I, you just helped me out. You told, you, you told me and shared with me how to do the podcast, and I appreciate that. And I think we can, you and I, we could solve world peace and problems. And I have a proposition for you. Okay. We'll take Boris Johnson off of you, okay? Now, now hear me out. We'll take Boris Johnson off of you, plus uh, you're going to have to give us a little extra change. You know, we're going to, you know, like like a player, we'll, we can pick those options up later. And you guys will take Trump. Okay. Um, no, we might disagree with that. At least we can... <laughs> actually, I can, I can... Well, you take Trump if we can put him in the Tower of London and he'll never be allowed out ever again. Oh, the Bastille thing. <laughs> I man, I don't know. I was just trying to solve world peace, man. I thought we could do it right here, right now. and just, you know... Did you say earlier on that you've written a book? Oh yes, I um, I have a I have a book. It's a self help book. It's on Amazon.com. It's called Laugh Therapy, and it um, basically explains uh, the psychological and the physiological advantages of laughter. Like uh, laughter is medicine. Norman Cousins is one of the the founders. Who cured himself of an uh, of a of a cancerous disease? And cre- it's one of them big words, man. I can't say it. Is that but similar he, to the Robert Williams film where he dressed yeah, up as a, a, as the um, yeah? That's the one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. He is similar, but laughter has been. It goes back biblical. Uh, Freud used it. Uh, it's a uh, actually I fancy myself now as the new Sigmund Freud of therapy. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can just imagine you sitting on someone on the couch going, "Yes, Doctor Colton, I did have that experiment with the cat. What do you think I should do now? He won't keep me. He won't leave. He won't leave me alone. I told him quite categorically, I don't want him anymore in my life. I've got. I've fallen in love with a dog now."
which will allow you to relax. And laughter allows you to relax. And it's also diaphragmatic breathing. So it's aerobics. It's exercise from the inside out. And uh, I was in an auto accident and kind of left me kind of crippled. And I had to, uh, I went through depression and of course the pills you take because you're in pain and then you got to wing yourself off of the pills. And I found the, I had the gift already in me was to laugh. And laughter, it saved me, so I wrote a book about it. Well, I'm going to have a good look at that one. Now, um, I'm going to ask a favor. If, if possible, now you can say no because you can, it's your, it's your song. Could I cover your song? If you send me the lyrics, uh, can I do ver- my own version of it? Yes, you can. I mean, obviously, I can't give you any royalties. <laughs> I, well, no, actually, I'll give you a royalty. I shall give you a penny every ten years. That's fine with me. Just give me a copy of it when you cover it. Just so, like say, you know, I'm sending this out to my man. That's all. Yep, no problem. So if you can send me the lyrics for that, I'll I'll do a copy for you. Okay. The uh, the, uh okay, yeah. I know. I was thinking because I have another one coming out too. But heck, yeah, I'll send you the lyrics, man. And and feel and that's one of the things that I'm about is we have to learn to share and care. Things will come back to you if they're intended to come back to you. But we're always coveting. That's mine. That's mine. I want fifty million dollars. I want a thousand. No, I wanted to share. If you found something uh, intrinsically valuable in that, or humor or whatever, then I'm honored. I would like to see what you would do with it, and it'll be both of our songs. Yeah, I, I just, as I say, I just, as I say, that bike image is just stuck in my head. I, 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 I just thought, well, it was just you must have been inspired, or it was just pure luck. You saw a bike, you thought that work. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine going out of the guy, walking walking down the road, the the high street, going, "What's that funny smell?" And suddenly going, "Yeah, I sort of feel hungry, like." Yeah, yeah I'm going that cafe, man. Yeah, look at those bright colours. My mouth is dry. Yeah, I need a drink. Oh, look at that bar. They sell some funny little cakes on there. They look cool. Yeah, that's made me feel a lot better. Wow. I, I just go and spend some more money. <laughs> I can't wait to hear you do the song with your accent. <laughs> it, it sounds completely... People will be going, what? Hey, that doesn't sound nothing like him. Because <laughs> mine would be like a Devon exit, Essex Devon accent, and like yours is um East Coast way or Texan way, and the people were going, there's nothing different. No, that way I can tell people, hey, I went international, bro. Yeah, that's it. You won't be lying. I mean, they can say, where was that? Where was this international place you wanted went into, my friend? And you go. Holesworthy. They'll go, where? Where the hell is Holesworthy? And you'll go, Devon. Where is Devon? Here's how's De- how is it, how's it explain Devon to Americans. Look at England. It's a map. And if you look at the map, there's a, if you imagine there's a farmer carrying a pig to market, we're the pig trotters end. We're not the pig. We're not the old man. We're the pig trotters end. So there you are, Americans. That's that's my explanation where we are. We are here. <laughs> I think it would be funny to uh, just. It, I, I mean, I just. I'm I'm serious. I just think it'd be funny. Period. That's why I go heck to the yeah, man. A G double hockey stick. Yes, do it. Like Nike, just do it. I think it would be like. So so funny. What is the um? What 
hello. <laughs> what is it? That's the 4th of July celebration. That's the band they walk in. I'm, uh, I'm usually on the road. I'm usually working. So this year they, they forced me to, to take a day off. And my, my uh, sister-in-law, she says, we were visiting. So she says, uh, you're, you're not going to work, are you? I go, no, I'm, but I'm doing a podcast, and I'm so excited I'm going to be doing it. No, you're not going to work. I go, no, I, I just I have to. This, uh, I'm looking forward well, to, to compensate it. If they listen carefully, I'll, I'll do a little bit, bit special for them. Are they ready? Yes. Hello over in the new United States of America. Happy 4th of July. I hope you're enjoying yourself over there and eating plenty of lovely food and drinking copious amounts of drink. And for afters, I hope you have some spotted dick. And some custard. <laughs> It's a pudding, by the way. It is a pudding. Look it up. It is a, it's, it's like a sponge pudding with currants. No way. I've heard that, but I didn't know if it was real. I thought it was a joke. No, it's a real thing. You look it up on Wikipedia. And it, Man, guess what they wish this happy Thanksgiving all the way from London. And they hope that we have a nice spotted dick to eat. <laughs> no way, I'm not. You talking like that? You better get off that show before I smack your ass, boy. <laughs> oh my goodness! Culture shock. <laughs> that, 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 that you can definitely put in your act. Oh, I'm gonna do that one, and I was gonna ask you, man. Hey, you know the, uh, the, he was talking about Hunt and what his name rhymes with. You know that's funny as heck, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to borrow that one from you, Mark. That's alright, you can use it. I, I, it. We use it quite a lot over here, so everybody knows it. You can say, they got a band running for the Tory Blues, and he's called Jeremy Hunt, but we called him. A... <laughs> Now, you know what I like about England right now? I love that last, uh, the, the, the meeting that they had, the G5 or whatever, whatever it was. I love the way that she looked at Putin. I mean, I, I know she's on her way out, but I love that look she gave him. Oh, yeah, that's like, so, yes. Do I have she to gave do him you? business look. Yeah. The look that kills you at 20 paces that women have. That, that, that look that says, I know you was where you was. You wasn't down there. I know you was out that that film studio. <laughs> my mother, my mother, when I was a baby boy, or even all growing up, you know, your mom, she can look at you, just look at you. It depends on how she looked at you. You knew what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, she looked at Putin and she, if looks could kill... We'd be going to a funeral right now, and she'd be arrested. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been murder in the look degree. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Right, if anybody wants to look you up, obviously people will go in to look you up, but where is the best place to look for you? The best place to look for me, let's see here, um... If you like low riders, I happen to have. I'm, I'm, I'm a low riding. I'm the king of low riding over here. Videos. That's Cali. C A L I S W A N G I N. Low riders, and that's me on YouTube or on Instagram. That's where I started out. Uh, my learning to film and production was filming some of the cars here in LA, and it grew into a. Kind of a nice little business. Little, when when Hollywood won't let you in, you let yourself in. Uh, but the uh, the the business part of it, when I'm working with uh, therapy or doing motivational speaking or helping people with their children or transitions, reach me at uh, Laugh Therapy. That's Laugh like L A F F Therapy. And the L A F F that's my acronym. It stands for Laugh and Feel Fantastic. And uh, that <clears throat> kind of came about because I, I wanted the degrees to go with it, with the master degree. 
So I know exactly what I was talking about so I could help others because people always, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. And mental health is something that's very, uh, it's it's a passion of mine because people don't even know that they're, they always think it's just like you're cuckoo or goofy or whatever. But oh, I know, mate. Uh, I've got OCD, so I do understand perfectly well what you're on about. Yeah, so that was the kind of some of the, the method behind the book as well to take a lot of the uh, the medical terms out of it and just break it down where you can just, you know, like, look and say, like, oh, uh, laughter uh, is good for your uh, uh, depression because it changes your mood. But you change your mood, you know, like, just keep it quick so you can keep going and, and just not have to read a, a whole chapter and go through medical terminologies where I could just basically... Put it there where you can find it, help yourself, and make it happen for yourself. And it was a it was a labor of love, and I published it. This is the third edition. The other ones, the other ones, the others, I uh, usually just mail them straight to cancer patients for free, and I, I package them in their you know, own. You know, I I've got some books on a, a site called Inkit, I N K I T T. And it's like um, a free site where you can publish like free books. And I've got a proper book out called, and you'll, you'll love the title of this, Cartoon Occult Martial Arts. Cartoon Occult? Cartoon Occult Martial Arts. C-A-R-T-O-O-T-O-N. O C C U L T M A R T I A L A R T S, and I co-wrote it, and I drew the drawings in it because I am a cartoonist as well. No way! Yeah, way. I'm published in, in a magazine called Gonzo Weekly, which is a, like an alternative music um, scene. Kind of thing. Like the, uh, it, it does a lot of prog rock and the old type music, you know. It's called Guns Weekly. Say it one more time. Gonzo. G O N Z O W W E E K L Y. You said W U J Y? No. I'll say it again, right. It's with, it's with the English accent. I have to say it better. Right, ready? Gonzo. G-O-N-Z-O, as in Gonzo in the Muppets, and weekly, as in week and L-Y on the end. Gonzo weekly. Well, I, think that's well, it, dog. I, I know what your dog's feeling. Your dog is feeling rough. <laughs> No, he wants to be a star. He wants to be in England, too. Hey, dude, hey, 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 get your own press agent. I don't want that. <laughs> I want, that he, he's, he, he's been the extra. You, you put him in deliberately to be the extra. And the, the, he, he has to have a credit now. Who Who's the dog? And I, I'll give him a credit. The, uh, the one in my music video, that's my dog, Jack. Did you see him? No, I didn't get. I, I didn't see the dog, but I, I was so fascinated by the kids. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, now that's my dog in my music video. He's sitting there and he's just like, uh, he's, he's, as long as he's there, he's fine. And uh, he's he's done a. I put him in a commercial. I should put him on my YouTube channel. I'm on YouTube on Carlton Johnson, and. Um, which I got I got hooked up with your YouTube page the other day, and I subscribed to do it so that way I can keep up with all you the poor, stuff that you're You poor fool. You can look at some of my promos I did for a thing called Weird Weekend. I did one as a plastic dog with a, a proper, well, my attempt at a, a Southern American accent, which is something like, well, hello there, Callum. I'm so glad that I'm talking to you. I thought you was the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> Man, you're such an inspiration because I have goofy voices that I do all the time. But sometimes you'll you'll do things and you go, oh, I'm just going to keep it to myself. Nobody gets it. But uh, 
I was doing something body dysphoria, which is uh, in th- I was doing doing some school counseling, and I ran into some students now, or not now, but it was new to me because I'm you know I'm a little older, where they don't want to be the the gender that they are. So this young lady, like say her name is Samantha, but she wants to be called Sam. So I wanted to bring awareness to it, so I took these little uh, action figures. And I, hey, my name is Samantha, and, 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 and I suffer from uh, body dysphoria, and, and it's like, you know, where, like, you're like a girl, but you don't want to be a girl, so you, you like, you, you like, you know, you tape your breasts, you like, don't want to be show. And, and, <laughs> I'm laughing at myself, but, uh, I, I, uh, I had a few of those, and I put, I put, I put one up on YouTube. And for some odd reason, I didn't I didn't feel confident enough to put the rest of them up there. But now listening to you, it shows me, yeah, go ahead and put them up. Do it, man, because you got nothing to lose. I I I got the attitude as long as I've done lots of things. I did a version of a, a fairy tale for that. I just did. I liked the tale, and it was by somebody. And uh, I thought, oh, no one's going to like this. And when I, when it was on uh, speaker, which I'm not no longer on, um, it got over 400 likes. Yeah. No way! I thought, oh, must be something like that. Yeah. I when I was on Anchor FM, because uh, I can't access it anymore, but you can still listen to my show on there. Um, I got, I think my record at the moment. I feel correct. I may be wrong. I think it's 46,000. Uh, plays and downloads combined. Wow. Now, on uh, Cali Swinging, my son runs it now. He's, now he gets, um, I don't think it's 46,000, but we've had some of the, the, the cars, like we take the low riders and actually we hopped them rolling down the streets or, you know, really hopped them. We popped wheelies in them. Uh, we used to take them down the freeways. Who can imagine that? Well, that goddamn car doing on that freeway. Bugger off. <laughs> we put the titanium uh, b- uh, blocks on the end of them and take them down the freeway at night and lower the end of the car and just, we call it lighting up the night. You'd have these two little tail spins of sparks. Just looks like the car or whatever's on fire. We'd film it and it would look so neat and we'd package up these I'm gonna be. I'm gonna show my little bit of car ignorance now. What is a low rider? Oh, it's a car with hydraulics. Ah, oh, is it those funny cars that do like the when you see them in the movies? They've always got the. I'm gonna. I don't know. I'll bugger political correctness. They've always got the black guy sitting in the car or Mexican guy sitting in the car. It's normally like some really naff rap song in the middle going, oh, yeah, why, oh, yeah. And the car's going, boom, 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 up and down. That kind of thing. I've upset him now. He doesn't want to talk to me now. Hello? Well, if people were wondering what the hell happened then, you know what it is? It's a political correctness, because I said that word, the B word. You're not allowed to say that, and the political police have taken my bit away and thrown me in the corner. I'm now in the cell, doing my podcast. They'd let me, they'd let me out. Don't hear me! No! No, please, no! No! <laughs> I'm sitting there going, oh no, oh no. Don't cut me short. I'm I'm all the way in the UK, man. There's always somebody hating on me. Well, the is, I I'm a great I'm a great thing of that. The political correctness has gone absolutely stupid. And I don't see what the problem is. If someone is a certain colour, why you cannot say they're that certain colour? I mean, I can understand certain combinations of certain words. I can understand that. Because it may relate to a word that was derogatory in its time, that is fair enough. I can understand that. 
But, you know, ha- I had to describe one, a person once, and he was wearing a hoodie. And I said, oh, this person wouldn't have been in And all I got was, oh, you can't see the wearing a hoodie. I'll have, some, I'll have um, some grits and some biscuits, please. And can I have a little bit of cheese as well? Well, the grits, that's uh, thats something that's custom. I mean, it's, it's a meal that in the United States in the South, it's, uh, it's a tradition. So there's nothing with, wrong with saying grits or cheese. But usually you're dealing with... With, you know, we always deal with ignorance. And when you're dealing with ignorance, you have to uh, take the higher ground. Because it's like, you can't fix stupid. No, I mean, so, I, don't, I mean I'm a great believer. You're just Colton. I'm just Mark. It doesn't matter what the other bits are. Because at, at the end of the day, <laughs> you poo, I wee. You, 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 we, all, we all live, we all die. We've all got that in common. So what? And that's the way it, it, it would be nice if, you know, if we all tried to live that way. But I think now, like you and I, like we're connecting, we're across the pond. It's up to each individual now to do their part for humanity. We've forgotten what humanity is. Yes, I got to make a living. I got to push the book. I got to push my career. I got to, you know, I'll be at the Ice House Comedy Club coming up, uh, the, which is in Pasadena, uh, uh, early, uh, in two more weeks working on my stand-up. Yes, I have to do that. I have to continue working on my acting, going out for auditions. But in the meantime, I can't afford to lose my humanity. And I'm asking that everyone that's listening and, and from here to England, to Germany, Japan, the, the whole... The, the whole universe. Let's just take one minute and just look at ourselves and just ask ourselves, where do we want to be five five years from now as far as humanity-wise? And I think if we really, truly look at ourselves that way, we'll start making better decisions as to how we treat people and how we uh, stereotype people and uh, how we can be a little more uh, conscientious of other people's feelings or you know their their plight or their stations in life yeah before I uh, I think we've had a pretty good chat I think we've covered everything you do we've mentioned your book we've mentioned your comedy we've mentioned no, man, you gotta mention my book one more time yeah I think you should I think I think it's like you know you haven't mentioned it much so do a good promo, my friend. Okay. Hey, uh, be sure and go pick up my new book, Carlton Johnson, Laugh Therapy. It's the number one self-help book on the market, and we're donating proceeds from this book to help put, a, put us together a legal fund and put together our production company to change stupidity on the Internet and to change the world. And uh, let's see. Gene, uh, I think I promoted it, man. <laughs> right, but, well, I, 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 I'm going to ask you something now. I think you're going to be up for this because this, this is the part of the show that normally get most guests go. <laughs> Before I sign off, I normally like to do a neat sign off for my sign off bit. Now, obviously, you being a comedian and an actor, you, you are aware of improv. So, my friend. It's up to you what you wish to do for your unique sign-off. You can hang upside down while singing the American Anthem, or you can do whatever you like. So, it's the spotlight is on you. The spotlight's on me. I'm going to put the spotlight on you. I'm hanging out with the ghost man now. What you want to do? I'm K to the A to the J, man. I'm the laugh coach, man. Because I tell jokes you laugh when you see of my style. And Devonary's qualities of my jokes are always right on time. I kill anxiety when you're standing in line. Hey, man, don't forget to stay tuned right here on the podcast and come on back over here to the U.S. and hang out with your brother from another mother. Right, this is mine to you, Colton. I talked to this man in the USA. He's a comedy man, so they say. I watch his films. They're quite 
different, you see. He does lots of bit parts. He once played a man holding a cup of tea. Hey, and in the background today, I had his dog, and his and the 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 family who may say thank you for being on the show, Mark. In the background, but they might not do that anyway. <laughs> so thank you very much for being on the show, and good night wherever you are. And I hope you like to know. I'm your eight man now. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much. Happy Fourth.